Welcome to the Real Health Real Talk podcast. My name is Ebony May. In this podcast, we discuss how you can achieve real health. I share my own experiences and interview some pretty amazing people. Three years ago, I was stuck in a vicious cycle of hating my body, bad dieting and having nowhere to turn. There is no one size fits all approach when it comes to health. So let's find what works for you. My passion and purpose in life is inspiring girls to feel good in and about their bodies. Now, if you're ready for some real talk, sit back and enjoy. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Real Health Real Talk podcast. This is episode 16, which I'm so excited about because that's 16 episodes. It does not feel like that. I've been loving doing the podcast, and I just want to thank you so much for listening And let's get right into it. Today, we're talking all about negative self-talk. So negative self-talk, I believe, is such a huge issue. One, because it's so detrimental to obviously the people who are doing it. But two, it doesn't get enough exposure. So in school, we're taught that bullying is wrong. And it's amazing that we're taught that because obviously it is so detrimental to other people. But what we don't talk about in in primary school and in high school is negative self-talk. And really, that is still bullying, but it's bullying in that, in that person's mind. So it really is just as severe, I believe, as bullying because it's, it's just bullying, but it's, it's to ourselves. And that's why I think that it needs more exposure and it needs to be in schools. We need to be teaching kids that it's not okay because we know that it's not okay to bully other people and it's not, but it's also not okay to bully ourselves. So to start this podcast, I would really like to talk about a study that I'm sure I have referenced before because it just blows my mind, this study. It was a study done by Dr. Masuru Emoto, which was carried out in Japan. The the original aim of this was to see if, like snowflakes, water would form crystallized structures once frozen. This was found to be true, but then they tested what would happen if they played really lovely music through this process, and the results were staggering. These remarkably beautiful structures formed just from exposure to music. From this stemmed the rice experiment, which consisted of three jars of boiled rice and water, each labelled. The first labelled, I love you, the second blank, and the third, I hate you. Each day in the experiment, the person conducting the experiment would speak to each jar. They would say, I love you, to the love jar. They would say nothing to the blank jar. It would just be ignored. And then to the third jar, the hate jar, they would say, I hate you. And this would go on for every single day of the experiment. And this experiment has been done so many times. So many people have recreated it. So I urge you to go onto YouTube and see it for yourself. But essentially, the hate jar of rice turns mouldy very quickly, followed by the ignored jar. But the love jar of rice is fine. These experiments seriously, seriously blow my mind. Words of love and words of hate have enormous influence on the molecular structure of water. As humans, our bodies are approximately 60% water. Imagine what words of hate or words of love are doing to us. Beyond this molecular level, negative self-talk is, I believe, the most counterproductive activity to ever participate in. Often when you're speaking to yourself negatively, it's because you're already in a bad mood or something's happened that reminds you of something negative. But instead of turning that around and trying to pick ourselves up with love, which we would do for a friend or a relative, we smash ourselves with hurtful remarks that only make matters worse. This is literally like dropping an iPhone and instead of picking it up 
just jumping on it a million more times. Like instead of turning it around where we get where where there's a point where we can turn it around, instead of doing that, we're just making matters worse. We're making ourselves feel worse. And why? It's just so counterproductive. And when you say it like that, it doesn't make sense why we keep doing this to ourselves. If your friend or your sister was going through something and they were obviously upset, you would not sit there and call them names and be like, yeah, it is your fault or you've done this or yourself. You would pick them up with love. You would be there to support them and treat them with patience and kindness. Whereas when it's ourselves, we get down on ourselves and we look in the mirror and we call ourselves horrible, horrible names. Or we go through our day-to-day life and it's just second nature that we say these horrible, horrible things to ourselves. These are just a few reasons why I am on a mission to stop negative self-talk. Let's talk about now how to actually reduce it and eventually eradicate it from your daily life. Obviously, there will be times when you are in a rut and speaking badly to yourself, but it's not about how many times you fall into that rut. It's about how quickly you turn it around and pick yourself up with love like you would do for any other person. It's about being able to treat ourselves with the love and respect that we treat our families and friends with because we deserve that. There is one, I say this all the time, but there is one person that you're surrounded by 24-7 and that is yourself. So you should put as much love and kindness into yourself so then you can be there for other people. Like I said, it has become a habit for so many of us because negative self-talk is something that we've been doing our whole lives since we were young adults or young children. The best way to break a habit, I feel, is to start a new habit in its place. So one of the hardest parts is really realizing when you're doing this, because we have so many thoughts each day, and if you're so used to talking to yourself badly, you might not even pick up on it. So that's the trick is to whenever you realize, catch yourself every single time you realize and turn it around. Okay, so when I had really not very good skin, when my skin was breaking out and it was really affecting my confidence, I would often just look in the mirror and not even realize, but be like, ugh, yuck. Like, I would think of myself as yuck. My skin, it was so broken out. It, it was really just so bad for my confidence. And how, how was that going to make things better? My body is seeing itself in a mirror, and the thing it's saying to itself isn't, you're beautiful, your skin is going to improve, which would help it improve. I'm saying yuck. Like, can you see how detrimental this is? Like, why would my skin eventually just, like, magically heal if I'm saying yuck. I witnessed myself doing that and every time I would look in the mirror I would quickly think or say out loud you can say it out loud if maybe if you're not in public or if you're in public if you don't care that's cool too. I would just say my skin is glowing flawless and radiant and then go about my normal day. You don't have to sit there for three hours saying like all this like long list of things you just have to say something that reverses it and get in the habit So these times when you might be feeling self-conscious or the times that you feel down on yourself, you're actually saying really nice things to yourself and what you'll realise is happening is that you're actually turning your mood around. So instead of me going through the day feeling self-conscious about my skin, thinking that I did look yuck, I felt better, I felt lighter, I felt like my skin was healthy and radiant and glowing and that's part of the thing. I believe that that is a huge reason as to obviously I changed my diet and did all these sorts of things but that really helped my skin. I I wholeheartedly believe that. Another thing you can do if this is your jam, if it's not, 
leave it, it's fine. But some people work better when they wear a rubber band around their wrist and like they like flick themselves. So that's to, if once you do realize that you're having that thought, that bad thought, you just like flick yourself and it's sort of just, um, it's like association. So you know, like classical conditioning, that you know that that's not okay. So when you say those things, it causes you pain because it really does cause you pain. Maybe it's not like, you know, a rubber band hitting your wrist because that's instant. It's like a, a pain that just gets deeper and deeper and it's it plays with your confidence and stuff. So that can be something helpful if you'd like to do that as well. That can help you realise when you're actually doing it. Another thing that really helped me kick my negative self-talk was having compassion for myself. And you can do this by imagining yourself or your position on somebody else. So if I had done something and I was really angry at myself or if I wasn't feeling good in my body, I would imagine if my sister had come to me and said that to me. And then I would simply go about solving the problem or reassuring the person, which was me, as I would my sister. If you look in the mirror and your first thought is, I'm fat, I want you to stop, imagine your sister or imagine your best friend coming to you and saying that they're fat. Then gather that compassion, gather those things that you would want to say to that person who you absolutely love, but nurture yourself in that way. Treat yourself with the same love and the same patience and the same kindness that you would treat somebody else with. So once you've sort of started catching yourself and then reversing it and having that compassion for yourself, what I really like to do is be proactive about it. So it's not just about waiting for it to happen and then reversing it. That's a great way to start those new habits. But I was working on the general theme of what I was really down on myself for. So when it was my skin, I would have a bunch of affirmations about my skin that not only did I say when I caught myself in a negative vibe or when I was doing this negative self-talk, it was before I could even got to that point because I was then showering myself in compliments. So I didn't ever get to the stage where I needed to do that negative self-talk. So the great times to do them are first thing in the morning, when you're brushing your teeth, like looking in the mirror, before bed, have some like little reminders, like whether it's an alarm on your phone, something beside your bed, if you work in an office, something in the office, and that really, really helped me as well. And you just have to keep them on the theme that that, that most of your um, negative self-talk is stemming from. So whether it is body image, maybe you have something that you look at first in the day, First thing when you wake up saying, I am beautiful and I accept myself completely and wholly for who I am right now. Saying that a few times a day and really believing it, really feeling it can really, really help you kick your negative self-talk and it really helped me as well. I really hope that you enjoyed this episode and I hope that if you're suffering from negative self-talk that you do try these tips and also if you know somebody who is suffering from negative self-talk, share them, share this with them because I, these tips really helped me and they are, if I have a um, client for wellness coaching, it's exact tips that I take them through and I think that it really works and it's, it's really important to remember that every single person no matter who it is even if it's one of those people you think that perfect I'm sure Kim Kardashian has these days where of course they're riddled with negative self-talk and that happens from time to time you'll have bad days you'll have days where you feel crappy you'll have days where you don't feel confident but this is about limiting that time and as I said it's not about how many times you feel that way it's about how quickly you come back 
Because let's be proactive. There's nothing proactive about sitting in self-sorrow or being mean to yourself because you know that there's a solution and the solution is kindness and the solution is patience and the solution is loving yourself like you love your best friend or your family. Thank you so much for listening and I'll talk to you in the next episode. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast episode. If you liked this episode, feel free to go and leave me a podcast review. If you want to hear more from me, then pop over to Instagram and follow me at ebcoatsworth. Thank you so much for listening. And until the next episode, I wish you happiness and real health.